Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Prophetess Kathy McKenzie, um, your host this afternoon. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we just encourage you to continue to share with your family and friends about the broadcast. Um, It's our desire to be a blessing to everyone that is listening to hear a word from God that will bring about change in their life. Uh, before we begin, I have a few announcements. Um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have the Master Key. Uh, we used to be at 1 o'clock, but we've changed it this past week to 6 p.m. in the evening. So that's the Master Key on Monday and Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, we brought about this change uh, to accommodate those who um, sometimes, you know, most of the people are working in the uh, at, and, at this hour, So we want to be able to allow people to listen to the broadcast live. Um, So on Mondays and Tuesdays, the Master Key is at 6 p.m., Unlocking and Liberating the Real You. That's by Dr. E.J. McKenzie. And then on Wednesday, we have the Master Key, the Order of Kingdom Relationships. That's Dr. McKenzie and myself. And and today at 1 p.m., Kingdom Women Living for the King. And then on Friday, we also have the Master Key, with Dr. McKenzie, and then on Saturday, we started last Saturday, I'm sorry, 1 p.m. is at, uh, Fridays is at 1 p.m., uh, and then on Saturday, we have, we started last Saturday, uh, so this Saturday will be our second time, the Master Key releasing the Supernatural, and we're excited about that, we're excited about, about all of the broadcasts, uh, especially the one on Saturday, um, Releasing the supernatural. This is where the prophetic teams and intercessory uh, teams will come together. We um, have a prayer request form that's on the website. Um, if you'd like to uh, complete that, you can go to the website, which is ejmpcc.com. You can go and uh, complete that, and we will receive that and be able to uh, speak prophetically into your lives according to the heart and the mind of God. Um, I just want to uh, thank God for all of the ladies um, that are listening, uh, for everyone that's listening, especially the ladies. I realize that we have uh, not just married ladies that are listening, but we also have single ladies that are listening. And so um, this, uh, the, the, um, our topic, what God has given us, is kingdom women living for the king. And, and we want to be able to encourage and empower women with the word of God to be kingdom-minded in their home, uh, to be kingdom-minded in our workplace, to be kingdom-minded in our church, to be kingdom-minded in in our community. We want to be inspired as women of God to live every day for the king. This is uh, a relationship. We're developing our relationship with God so we can affect change in in our society uh, and we can know Christ who lives on uh, on the inside of us. Uh, I'm reminded of the scripture, and I believe it's in the book of Philippians, the third chapter, where Paul says uh, uh, to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering 
So every day God puts us in an opportunity uh, and he puts us in a situation and gives us an opportunity um, to know him, to develop our relationship with him. Um, every test, um, I can get to know the heart and the mind of God to, to see what God is saying to me. Uh, sometimes I may uh, go through something uh, similar like I did last year. I may go through some, encounter some things this year that I did last year. But what is God saying? He may be saying something different to me this year than he did last year. Uh, but the point is I want to be able to get to know God. Uh, to know him and what he's saying to me in that situation so I can be the woman of God that he's calling me to be, uh, whether I'm single, whether I'm, uh, you're married and you're listening, uh, whether you may be divorced and you're listening, or you may be a widow who's listening. But God desires for all of us to know him. Um, as I was thinking about the broadcast today, I was reminded of the scripture in, in First Peter, the third chapter. Um, where it says, beginning with verse 1, it says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. Uh, and I'm going to read, continue to read, but I don't want to focus on just wives. I want to focus on us as women of God. And the verse that I really want to highlight is verse 4, but I'm going to begin with verse 1. It says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Verse 2 says, when they observe your chaste conduct, accompanied by fear, not the fear of man, but the fear of God. Verse 3 says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Now, we know as as women of God, we like to look nice. We like to look good. We we spend money, uh, sometimes a lot of money, on the you know adorning the outward appearance. But God does not put emphasis on the outward appearance. Not according to this scripture. The the emphasis is on the inward, the inner man. You know how much time do I spend building up my inner man? I spend a lot of, you know, we may spend a lot of money adorning the outward man, making the external look beautiful. You know, we, we spend money to go get our hair done. We spend money uh, to go get our nails done. We spend money to get, our, uh, to get a pedicure. We get a manicure. We spend money. Sometimes we shop for hours trying to find the best um, outfit um, to look good in. Uh, we want to look good when, we, when we're with our husbands. We want to look good when we're out with our family. We want to look good when we go to our jobs. We want to look good when we go um, to the wherever we're going, to church, wherever we're going, we want to look good. Uh, but how, how does my spirit man look? How does my inner man look? Do I take as much time, half the time, that I spend uh, building up the external, do I spend that same amount of time building up the internal man? That's the man that's more important. That's the man, is the hidden man of the heart that God looks at. Uh, it's nothing wrong with looking good because I want to look good. I'm, you know, I, I want to look good when I'm with my husband. But it's nothing wrong with, with that. But do I spend as much time building up my internal man uh, than I do my external man. 
which one, if we were to put it on a, a scale and weigh it, you know, one side, the left side would be the, the, the external man, the right side would be the internal man, which one would weigh more? Would it be my external man because I spent a majority of the time building up that man, or would it be my internal man? Which one will weigh more? Which one would tip the scale? And it'd be so heavy because I spent a whole lot of time building up this man. God is concerned about my internal man being built up. God is concerned about me knowing him, knowing him on the inside. So when I'm put in a test, I will know how to handle it because my internal man is built up. And I know how to yield to the Spirit of God. And I know how to, to say yes to the Spirit of God. I know how to say no when the temptation comes, when, the, when my flesh wants me to react to it. Um, I know how to say no because I, I've been building up my spirit man, and my spirit man is stronger. I'm reminded of uh, the cartoon Popeye the Sailor Man. When Popeye wanted to get strong, what did he do? He ate the spinach. And that made his muscles bulge. You know, his, his muscles were big. You couldn't see them, see the muscles until he ate the spinach. So when he ate the spinach, then his muscles got big. So I wonder how my spiritual muscles look. You know, am I do when when I eat the word of God, do my spiritual man, you know, begin to get big? Uh, am I walking around and, and people can see my spiritual muscles because I can flex my spiritual muscles and they are big because why? I'm building up, I'm chewing on the word of God, I'm meditating on the word of God, I'm walking in praise, I'm, I'm walking with worship, I'm singing and making melody in my heart unto the Lord, I'm, uh, I'm giving God all the glory, all the honor. I'm exercising the presence of God. I'm constantly talking to God. I'm constantly fellowshipping with God. What am I doing? I'm building up my spiritual man. Uh, I, I go to the gym. My husband and I and my, my, my daughters, we go to the gym. And uh, one thing I, uh, I remember my husband told me one time, when you uh, want to increase if I can remember this correctly, when you want to increase uh, your 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 muscle, your strength, you know, just add uh, a little bit more weight, you know, every one or two weeks. Add a little bit more weight so you can get a little stronger. So I try to do that because I don't always go to the gym with my husband. Um, and so I try to do that. I try to remember the different uh, 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 tips he's given me concerning increasing uh, the weight and how it's going to help me to get a little stronger. And so every time I increase the weight and I work on that, you know, the reps, and I do that for, for a number of days or weeks, uh, I find myself getting a little stronger. So I'm, I'm being physically fit, but am I spiritually fit? Uh, God wants me, he wants you and I to be spiritually fit. Which one is more important, me being physically fit, looking good uh, for my husband, uh, and to my daughters and whoever, or which one is more important, that or the spiritually fit? Which one will be able to handle and stand the test of time when the test comes? Uh, which one will I yield to? Whoever I yield to, that's the one that's stronger. If it's my, my flesh, then my physical man is more stronger. If it's the spirit of God, then my spiritual man is more stronger. And 
which, you know, that reminds me. We're going to go back to First uh, Peter here. But it reminds me of the scripture in First Timothy. Uh, the latter part of it says, train yourself. This is First Timothy 4 and 7 and the Amplified Version. It says, train yourself toward godliness. Train yourself. Training is repetition. It's over and over and over. I got to constantly do it. I got to constantly put myself in a situation that I'm training myself, training myself to yield to the Holy Spirit, training myself to say no, training, you know, no to my flesh, training myself to not yield uh, when the enemy wants me to get a, a attitude, uh, uh, you know, he wants me to get upset, he wants me to speak the wrong thing. Uh, but I'm training myself to be kind. I'm training myself to be loving. I'm training myself uh, to be compassionate. I'm training myself uh, to, to do the right thing that is going to please God, not please flesh, not please myself, but please God. So it says train yourself toward God in this piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. And then this is my responsibility. Many times we, we want to, you know, we're lazy. We, we, we want the easy way out. You know, we want it to come quick, fast, and in a hurry. We want to pop it into the microwave and pop it right out in a minute or two. But, no, training is a long time. You know, it's a long term. Uh, I got to set goals, and, and, and maybe I can set short-term goals and, and start out with, you know, doing it for a month and, and then increase it or start out doing it for a day, uh, a week. And then increase it to two weeks. Uh, uh, just say if I want to train myself to begin to read the Word of God, to, to make it practical. You know, I want to train myself uh, to read the Word of God. So I start out reading the Word of God. So I want to build up to uh, at least one hour uh, every day of reading the Word. So I start out uh, five minutes. Uh, and then maybe the next week I, you know, I'll be consistent with that five minutes until uh, I begin to increase it. So every week I want to increase, add five more minutes to it. Um, so, so the next week I start out with ten minutes. First week was five minutes. Five minutes, seven days straight. And then the next week I start out with ten minutes. Uh, just being practical, just giving us something practical that we can do. Um, and so then the next week I do every uh, day will be ten minutes. And then I, uh, every week I'm adding five minutes to it. So the third week would be 15 minutes. Uh, the fourth week would be 20 minutes. Uh, if I be consistent with doing that by the end of the year, I will be in a greater place in my relationship with God than I started out with if I stay consistent and if I train my flesh. Because this flesh don't want to do anything spiritual. My flesh, your flesh, does not want to do anything spiritual, especially if I've been feeding it, you know, my own desires for so long. Now I learned that, you know, I have to train myself to be godly. I have to do that, you know, not the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is my helper. He will help me, but I have to start out doing it. And if I trust God and and, and get a, a you know a picture of myself doing it, seeing myself uh, applying the Word of God and reading the Word and and making time for the Word, I believe the Holy Spirit will help me. And so I train myself to be godly, just like I go to the gym. Gym. I train myself to to go to the gym. Uh, I, I go very early. Uh, my girls and I we get up and we go very early. We're usually at the gym before six o'clock. Uh, uh, we get up around five something, go to the gym, and, and we work out at least an hour, hour and a half, and, and I train myself. Some mornings I don't feel like going to the gym, but 
I get up anyway because I it's called discipline. I discipline myself. I discipline my flesh, and, and I get up and I go. Uh, a lot of times I don't feel like it, but I get up and do it because why? I'm disciplining my flesh, and I know it's helping me. It's good for me. For, the, for my overall health. And so the same thing spiritually. For my overall spiritual health, I have to train myself to be godly. I have to train myself to be the woman of God that God has called me to be. I have to train myself to be the wife that God has called me to be. I have to train myself to be the mother that God has called me to be. I have to train myself to be the servant of God that God has called me to be. Here's another practical example. Just say, you know, I'm used to people serving me, but now God wants me to be a servant. So God will put me in situations. Uh, uh, he will give me opportunities to serve. Uh, and so when I when I go over to my, my just say I'm going over to my mom's house, uh, and when I go over there, God will show me opportunities to serve my mom. Uh, uh, and so I, he will show me opportunities, and as he show me the opportunities, then I, I begin to deny myself, say, nope. You're not going to sit here and and defy the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, you know, quench the Holy Spirit. You're going to yield to the Holy Spirit. So I make my flesh get up and serve my mom or make my flesh get up and serve, uh, uh, just say, uh, my husband. My flesh don't feel like, you know, coming home and, and, uh, you know, uh, preparing dinner and, and, and then serving uh, my husband. Sometimes, my, you know, I, I get a little challenge, and, but God puts me in the situation. And so if I want to please God, it's not about pleasing man, not about pleasing my husband. He will reap the benefits of it when I obey God, but it's about pleasing God. Um, I, I started recently uh, reading a book, uh, sh- uh, doing a book with my, my daughters. I'm mentoring my daughters, uh, our three daughters, Ebony, Exodus, and Imani. And, and so in this book, uh, I'm sharing with my daughters about uh, becoming young ladies uh, who have a relationship with God. Uh, young ladies who will love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, I, in this book, I'm sharing with them how to love God. Uh, we're talking about ways that they can love God, ways that they can be uh, young girls and young ladies of, uh, of faith and young ladies of, of virtue and young ladies who will wait on the Lord and wait for uh, God to send their Boaz and, and not will be, you know, ladies who are ladies of the world and will give into this world system and do what this world system would tell them to do uh, and be anxious, you know, can't wait to get married, can't wait to, to, to have somebody to, to look at me and say I'm beautiful. No, they're learning how to fall in love with God first. And we're making it practical with our daughters. And one of the things, one of the first things uh, in this first chapter with my daughters as I'm mentoring them, it talks about the, the author makes a statement and says, uh, becoming a young lady and waiting is not about uh, your position in society, but it's about the state of your heart. So the state of your heart. Think about that, ladies. The state of your heart before God, and it could be some men also that's listening to the broadcast. So I don't want to just stereotype it uh, and say it's just ladies, but to whoever is listening, um, um, as you uh, are developing your relationship with God, what's the state of your heart right now? Are you anxious to to have some things in, in this life? Are you anxious to, to, to grab some things uh, in this world, uh, being caught up onto this world system instead of focusing your relationship on God? What is the state? 
have learned to be content. Ask yourself, are you content right now where God have you? If you are not content as a woman of God, why? If you're not content as a wife, why? If you're not content as a mother, why not? If you're not content as a as a widow, uh, why not? If you're not content in your divorce state, why not? If you're anxious to have something before it's time, that's evidence right there that you're not ready for it. God wants to de- prepare all of us for whatever he has in store for us. We have to be prepared for it. Just like when you're in school and you take uh, the test, you know, just say you're getting ready to take a science test. You have to prepare yourself for that test. You cannot just expect to make an A without preparing yourself. Uh, my daughter, our daughter, uh, uh, number two daughter, uh, Ecstasy, just took a finals on, on yesterday. She had to prepare herself for that test. She had to study when she went to school on Monday. The teacher helped prepare them, gave them a practice test. She went over it. Um, she got an A on it. I think she missed two. Uh, and then on, she went home on Monday, began to study some more. I know last week she was studying for it. She already knew she was going to take her finals um, on yesterday, last week. So she was already preparing herself for it. Uh, and then on yesterday when she went to school, guess what? Because she had properly prepared herself, she was ready for the test. The first test, she only missed two. She got an A. The second part of the test, part uh, two, she got 100%. So she got an A in the class, an A in her, on her finals, because why? She properly prepared herself. She didn't go in there blinded and say, well, you know what? I'm just going to rely on me. Uh, you know, I, I got this. I, you know, I don't need help from the Holy Spirit. She relied on the Holy Spirit. She trusted the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so, therefore, the Holy Spirit helped her, and the Bible says that he will bring all things back to our remembrance. So the Holy Spirit brought all things back to her remembrance, and she was able to uh, uh, make an A in the class and get an A on her finals. Why? She applied herself. So it's the same way with us as, as women of God. It's the same way with us. We have to properly prepare ourselves for whatever God has this next season and next dimension of our life. God will allow us uh, to receive it successfully because why? I have properly prepared myself. I have gone before God. I've studied. Uh, You know, I trust the Holy Spirit. He brings all things back to my remembrance. And then, therefore, uh, he allows me to receive the blessing that he has for me because why? I properly prepared myself. I trained myself. My, my, My flesh wanted to watch TV. But I said, no, you, you're going to study tonight. Just like you went and worked on man's job today, eight hours, and you did not, you know, give God any time earlier today. So at night, you have to train yourself to give God some time. So what am I doing? I'm denying my flesh. I'm training my flesh. I'm disciplining my flesh so I can develop my relationship with God. If I'm not in the place to go where I need to be, uh, it's nobody's fault but mine. I can't blame my husband. I can't blame my, 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 my daughters. I can't blame people. I can't blame anybody. The blame lies on me because why? I did not properly prepare myself. I did not put myself in a position to be trained so I can become the woman of God that God desires me to be. So it says, the latter part of verse 7 says, train yourself toward godliness. 
You got to train yourself because why? If you don't do it, godliness doesn't automatically happen. You have to develop yourself and train yourself and discipline yourself towards godliness. It says keeping yourself, keeping yourself. I got to constantly do it every day. I have to constantly put myself in a position so I can be godly. I can be spiritually fit for God, not for man. Man will benefit from it, but I will be this for God. Now, going back to First Peter, uh, I want to read verse 4. Um, it says, in verse 4, it says, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. Remember, we just read that it's not the wearing of gold or the putting on the fine apparel, you know, dressing up the external man, and we never dress up the spiritual man. You know, think about this. If God was to allow the spiritual covers to be pulled off of all of us, which one would be, which one would look uh, best, the external man, the outward man, or my internal man? Which would be uh, uh, spiritually fit? Which would be physically fit? Which one would look good? Uh, would it be the spiritual man or would it be the, the, the uh, physical man? And then it says, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. A gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. What is precious in the sight of God? Me adorning the outward man? No. Me having, uh, developing uh, that hidden person of the heart, that hidden man, that inward man, the internal man, it says, uh, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So you and I having a, a gentle and quiet spirit is precious in the sight of God. In other words, I believe it brings glory to God. I believe it pleases the Father when you and I have a gentle and quiet spirit, not loud, not boastful, not dominant, not over-talking. My husband, uh, I remember years ago, my husband and I had been married for 25 years, going on 26 years. Uh, before we got married, uh, we dated for a while, for a little while, and I remember one time uh, after we got married, he be, he taught me something, and he said, uh, when you when you go out, when we're you know in the midst of you know uh, fellowshipping with others, you know a lady she learns how to be quiet, you know she she observes her her husband, she, she you know she speaks when she's spoken to, you know something you know our parents taught us when we were little, you know you speak when the adults speak to you, not just jump into conversations. So I, I've learned that. I've developed that. And I teach my daughters the same way. You know, when we're in the midst of, of company and just say my husband and I are fellowshipping with another couple, uh, I basically sit there and I'm very quiet. I speak. Now, I'm not saying that I don't say anything, but if my husband is carrying a conversation, I don't jump into the conversation. Why? I have a quiet spirit. I allow him um, to do the talking. And, it, and this verse can, it can have a deeper meaning as well, but I'm just using this as a practical example. Uh, but I allow my husband to carry the conversation, especially if my husband and another man of God is talking. I don't jump into the conversation. I don't over-talk him and, 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 you know, and try to be loud and, and try to compete against them. You know, he's trying to get the conversation, and then I'm trying to finish. He starts out the sentence, and then I, I finish the sentence. Uh, or he 
finish your sentence and I start it out. No, when 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 the conversation has, you know, quiet down a little bit and I sense it's, you know, time for me to speak, then I speak. So what am I displaying? A quiet spirit. I'm showing reverence and respect towards my husband and the other guests that my husband may be speaking to. And I believe that is precious in the sight of God. I believe that shows honor to my husband. I believe that shows honor to God. God is pleased with that because I'm learning how to be, uh, this is submitting to my husband's authority and having a quiet spirit. And the Bible says here, this verse says that it's very precious in the sight of God. Now, here's another example of having a quiet spirit. Uh, if my husband is bringing correction to me about, you know, maybe I didn't handle the finances correctly, and he's bringing correction to me because uh, something that transpired and, and I didn't, you know, go and pay uh, the light bill. And so now we got a, a bounce check or uh you know, they turned off the lights because I didn't, you know, go and pay it when I should have paid it. So now he's bringing correction to me uh, rather than, you know, me over-talking him and, and telling him, well, you know, I didn't have time and I, I work just like you work. Rather than going back and forth with him, I would be quiet, receive the correction uh, because I knew I was wrong and, and God had to, you know, bring the correction, receive the correction, and then try to do better the next time. Allow myself to be quiet so God can be pleased. It's not about pleasing my husband. It's not about pleasing man. It's about pleasing God. And all of us, I, I just use myself as an example because I'm married, but you as a single woman, uh, if you're not married, God is looking for you to have a gentle and quiet spirit also. God could be testing you on your job. You could be in a situation concerning your job where your boss has to bring correction to you. Uh, maybe it's something that, you know, maybe you came in late uh, and your boss is bringing correction to you. Rather than going back and forth with your boss and trying to justify yourself, you receive the correction with a gentle and quiet spirit, and then God is pleased. And not saying that you are, uh, you know, being submissive on the outside, but on the inside you are just talking back. No, submission begins in the heart. God looks at the heart because, remember, it says, uh, uh, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, the hidden man of the heart. The, you know, in the hidden man, people can't see the hidden man, but God sees the hidden man. God sees the heart. He's looking at the heart. So do is in my heart, am I quiet? Do I have a gentle and quiet spirit? Or am I talking back and just going back and forth and, and, and just waiting until I leave their presence so I can just tell them a piece of my mind, just, you know, talking out loud to them? No, God sees it. Man may not see it, but God sees it. And so God wants you and I to develop a gentle and quiet spirit. And then in verse 5 it says, But in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God. Notice it says the holy women who trusted in God in former times now. It says they adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Now I want to read verse 4. I want to read that in the Message Bible. In verse 4 it says, Cultivate inner beauty. Cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. Uh, it says, the holy women of old were beautiful before God that way and were good, loyal wives to their husband. The part I want to focus, in, I'll focus on is 
the beginning part. It says cultivate, cultivate. When you think about cultivating, I think about a garden. You know, when you're – I never planted a garden, and maybe somebody's listening. You know about gardening. And when you cultivate a garden, uh, but I've had many plants. And so I think about, you know, when it's time for me to – Continue to water the plant so the plant can be healthy and uh, it can have, you know, it can be healthy and live long. You know, uh, some people say, you know, they have a green thumb. You know, they all the plants live beautiful with them uh, because why? They know how to take care of it. They feed it at the proper time. They make sure it has enough light. It has enough sunlight. Uh, they move it from the light sometimes and put it in a, you know, a dry, cool place. Uh, why? What are they doing? They're continuing. Uh, they're tending to the, the plant. They're cultivating the plant so the plant can live longer. So if you and I are not cultivating uh, uh, inner beauty, you know, building upon this ties into First Timothy 4 about training yourself towards godliness, if I'm not putting myself in the right environment, the right atmosphere, nourishing my spiritual man, then my spiritual man will never grow. My inner man will never grow. And I will not be the woman of God. I will not be the wife that God has called upon and anointed me to be. I will not be the sister. I will not be successful uh, if, if my state is uh, I'm a widow or a divorce. Whatever your state is, God desires for you and I to cultivate inter, inner beauty, inner beauty. It's the inner man that God looks at. God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. But God desires to take you and I someplace. It's time for you and I to be the woman of God that God has called us to be. You and I are living in a perfect time. This is a great season in God. God is doing a new thing. Don't allow yourself uh, to look at the former things. Uh, according to Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Because why? God is doing a new thing. And if you're listening to me right now, just go ahead and say to yourself, you know, God is doing a new thing in you. God is doing a new thing for you. God wants to do a new thing through you. Uh, and so, therefore, he wants you and I as women of God, as wives, as mothers, whatever your state is, he desires for you and I to cultivate inner beauty. Allow yourself to be spiritually fit. Train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be loving. Train yourself to develop the gifts of the, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit, not so much the gifts of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit, uh, love, uh, kindness, and gentleness, and, and temperance, and long-suffering. Uh, allow yourself uh, to show kindness to, to someone. Allow yourself to do the Word of God, to be doers of the Word of God, and not just heroes only, because why? We want to be the women of God. We want to be the people of God. We want to be successful in whatever state that God has us in. So it says cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. So i got to find the, the, the inner beauty. i got to uh, find what God delights in. So would God delight in me being kind? Yes, he would. Would God delight in me uh, being loving? Yes, he would. Uh, would God delight in me being long-suffering? Yes, he would. Would God delight in me being patient? Yes, he would. God delights in you and I doing the word, uh, developing the fruits of the spirit. Would God delight in me being temperance? Uh, temperance? Yes. 
Would God delight in me uh, being patient? Yes, he would. God delights in you and I developing the inner beauty, the gentle and gracious kind that he delights in. And then he can receive all the glory. He can receive the honor. Now, I want to go to the book of Esther. And and, and I'm just bringing all of this kindness in together, um, showing us how you and I uh, need to be uh, the kind, the women of God, the wives, the mothers that God will be pleased with. Uh, Mordecai, in the book of Esther, Mordecai encouraged Esther to be the woman of God that God had put her in that position to be. Now, we know that um, according to uh, this book in uh, Esther, the fourth chapter, uh, I want to begin with, uh, I believe it's uh, verse 14 uh, here. Uh, this is when Mordecai was, uh, had just uh, uh, learned of the plot that uh, Haman had to destroy the Jews. Um, and so Mordecai had set himself in sackcloth, and, and he began to fast. Uh, he began to, uh, you know, uh, turn down his, uh, his, uh, his food uh, because why? He wanted to make sure that his people were saved. And Esther didn't know about it at that time, uh, and she wanted to know what was going on with him. And so she said to Haggai, the eunuch, the attendant that was uh, assisting her at that time, um, go and find out what's happening with uh, Mordecai. Why is he out there and doesn't have on any clothes, just have on sight clothes? What's going on with him? And so he brought that word to Esther to let her know that uh, there's a plot that's going on. And Hama is, he basically initiated this plot. He wants to destroy the Jews. And if you remain quiet at a time like this, then deliverance will not come to the Jews. Uh, And so I want to read that verse because the point I want to make, I want to make the point after I read the verse. So in verse 14 it says, But if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And women of God, I want to ask you a question. Do you know that God has brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this? Wherever you are located, whatever your position is, whatever your status is uh, right now, where you're located, positionally, um, spiritually, uh, wherever you are, uh, you are in this place, and God has brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. And God desires you to walk into that destiny that God has for you. God desires all of us to reach that destiny that he has for us. Uh, God has brought us to this place for such a time as this. And Mordecai encouraged Esther, and he told her, if you remain quiet, then relief will come to the Jews for, uh, uh, from another source. In other words, it's in you, Esther. Rise up and be the woman that God has called you to be. So that's what I want to encourage you um, today, all of you who are listening as women of God. Rise up and be the woman of God. God desires to bring salvation to your family. God desires to bring salvation to the people on your job, 
God desires to bring salvation to your extended families. God desires to bring salvation um, to your community. And so wherever you're located, God wants to use you. Rise up. Don't remain quiet. Don't be afraid to speak the word of God boldly. Rely and trust the Holy Spirit. Discipline your flesh. And this is going back to you and I training ourselves toward godliness, training ourselves so we can rise up and be what God has called us to be. Then he says, uh, let me read that again. He says, but if you remain completely silent at this time, God knows the timing. He knows the hour. He knows the season. He knows wherever you are right now. He knows that he's called you and put you in that place for such a time as this. Uh, You know, you may be on your job right now, and you may be listening, and God wants to use you. you He wants you to be that channel, that instrument, that vessel that he can speak to and bring judgment. Maybe there's been some wickedness that's been going on on your job, and if you remain quiet at a time like this, then God cannot execute the judgment that he desires to execute uh, and bring salvation to your boss, bring salvation to your coworkers, whoever it may be. But if you remain quiet at a time like this, then salvation cannot come. Maybe it's in your family that God desires to bring uh, deliverance to your family, uh, some family members that's been talking against you and talking against God, and they've been trying to move you from your faith and cause you, uh, you know, to, to curse God, and, and, and they've been speaking wickedly uh, against our God. And so you've been trying to stand up and, and defend God. So, so God wants you to trust him to use you at the right time, the right hour, to bring deliverance to your family. Maybe that can be your husband. Maybe that's your, uh, your brother, your sister, your extended family members, whoever it is, your mother, your father, whoever it is, trust God to use you as an instrument uh, that he can execute judgment. Uh, on the, in your family, and he can bring deliverance and salvation to your family. So it says, but if you remain completely silent at, at this time, in other words, don't be silent when God is telling you to speak. Don't close your mouth when God is telling you to open your mouth. Don't be afraid to step out in the boldness that God has given you, and he's given you the word, and you know it. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't let the Spirit of God pass you by because you refuse to speak up when he told you to speak. So he says, if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance. So God wants to use you. There's relief in you. And it's not you, but it's the Spirit of God in you. So there's relief in you. There's deliverance in you. And God desires you to arise. And so deliverance don't have to come from another place. God doesn't have to uh, pass you by and use somebody else. But stand up in that holy boldness and allow God to use you to speak. He says, if you remain uh, silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Why? Because you refuse to be the place. You refuse to be the vessel. You refuse to be the instrument. But, you know, tell God right now, God, you can use me. Uh, God, give me the boldness. Father, help me to yield to you. Father, help me to yield to the Spirit of God. Help me to not remain quiet. Help me to 
speak uh, your word. Don't let me be afraid. Uh, give me the right words to say. Put it in my heart, Father, and show me how to, to say it to my family members. Because uh, sometimes we have family members or we have coworkers uh, that the enemy tries to use to cause us to be intimidated. But if we trust the Holy Spirit and we trust him to, to speak through us, we open up our mouth and he will give us the boldness and, and he will allow them to humble themselves. But if we yield to him, he will humble them through us. Uh, and as we're speaking the word of God, we just trust him to do the work. Because it's not us, but it's the Holy Spirit in us. And he will do it through us as we yield to him. So he said relief and deliverance will arise from, from for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house, We'll perish. So look at the bigger picture. Uh, not only will uh, does it affect me, but it affects my, my family. It affects my husband. It affects my children. Why? Because I refuse to do what God is telling me to do. So, so tell God, Lord, I don't refuse. God, give me another opportunity. And I thank you for giving me that boldness, Father. I thank you for speaking through me. I thank you for giving me the right words at the right time to speak the word of God. Uh, going back to the scriptures that we quoted earlier in 1 Timothy 4, uh, I'm training myself to be godly. I'm training myself to be the woman of God, to be the wife, to be the mother that he's called me to be. I'm training myself. I'm putting myself uh, in situations that I can be trained. Uh, sometimes when I go to the gym, uh, uh, lifting those heavy weights, uh, sometimes it's a little hard. Uh, and, 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 I, you know, sometimes when I used to, uh, I can remember in times past when I used to work out with my husband and, and, and he would tell me, you can do it. And sometimes I would, you know, uh, almost be in tears. Uh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. But he would see uh, that I could do it. Uh, and, and if I just close my mouth uh, and just yield, then I would see that I can do more than I thought I could. Because why? I put myself in that position and I just, you know, got quiet and, and, and trusted uh, the Spirit of God in my husband that I could do more than what I thought I could. So God is saying to you today, you can do more than you think you can if you trust the Holy Spirit. So let's trust the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's not quench the Spirit of God when he's speaking to us, but let's trust the Holy Spirit and, and trust him to give us the right words at the right time that we can speak what he desires for us to speak. And when you read that same verse, in the Amplified Version it says, but if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise. In other words, God says, my word will not return unto me fully. So relief and deliverance will come. But if you refuse to be the vessel, then I'll just use somebody else. But we don't want, you know, God to use somebody else. We want to be that, that vessel. So, so ask God, you know, not to, you know, to, Help us not to yield to that spirit of fear that tries to overtake us and, you know, uh, cause us to succumb to it. But we want to yield to the boldness of the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. So relief and deliverance is there, but God wants me to obey him. And the moment he gives me the right words to say, that's the time to speak. Not after the fact, but at that moment, at that perfect time. So it says, but if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere, but you and your father's house will perish. 
God is more pleased with that, and God will be more pleased with that, and God will be blessed by that, and God will receive all the glory, the honor. So going back to First Peter 3, then in verse 4, when I cultivate inner beauty, when I develop it over process, over time, when I develop and work at it every day, I got to work at it. Just going back to the plant, see yourself as that plant. I water myself with the word of God. I, every day I'm meditating on the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Day and night, I am to put myself in a position to meditate on the Word of God. And as I meditate on the Word of God, there's happening. My spirit man is being developed. I'm training myself to be spiritually fit. Then I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind is being renewed by the Word of God. Um, I, use, I, I like to read magazines. I, I, I'm a reader, and I like to read. Uh, and the Spirit of God began to deal with me, just like I was using the analogy about going to the gym. And um, when I go to the gym, I would take my different magazines, my exercise magazines, uh, uh, the other magazines that I would read from time to time, and I would find myself reading those more than I do the Word of God. So maybe you're like that. You read other things more than you do the Word of God. So here again, making it practical, we have to put those other things down. There is nothing wrong with them, but which is more important, which is taking precedence. The other magazines, uh, exercise magazines, the other magazines that I get, uh, that I go and buy, or the Word of God. So the Spirit of God began to deal with me and show me I was spending more time reading those magazines than I was the Word of God. So I had to put that aside, uh, and I had to allow myself uh, the Word of God to take precedence over those other magazines, which is more important. God wants you and I to be developed in the Word of God. God desires you and I to be developed as a wife. God desires you and I to be developed as a woman of God, as a mother. Maybe you are single and you have children. God desires for you to for you to be developed as a young lady, as a woman of God, so you can be a great mother unto your children, and you can be an example unto them. You can be an example of a virtuous woman. Can you be an example of, as a virtuous woman um, um, if you're not married? Absolutely. Because your daughter or your son will see you waiting on God before God for your men of God, for your boys to find you. They will see that it's more important for you to have a relationship with God than you to have a relationship with a man. Um, and so they will see that. So you can be uh, a pleasing unto the Lord as a single woman. As a virtuous woman, you are developing your relationship with God. And so God desires for you and I to develop our relationship, but we have to do that. We have to train ourselves to godliness. We have to train ourselves to be spiritually fit. i got to train my flesh uh, to, to stop watching the TV. Uh, we have favorite shows that we like to watch. Uh, some of my favorite shows I like to watch uh, CSI, uh, Law and Order. Uh, there's nothing wrong with watching those shows, uh, but do they take precedence over me reading the Word of God? Can I count how many hours I've spent reading the Word of God this week or how many minutes I've spent reading the Word of God as opposed to uh, reading uh, or watching my favorite television shows? Which one has more hours? Which one, going back to the scale, which one would be more heavier? Which one would tip the scale? We 
reminded of two sisters in the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter. talks about two sisters there, Mary and Martha. The Bible says that um, uh, I believe it's Mary has chosen the best part, and it will not be taken away from her. What was the best part? Spending time in the presence of the king. Spending time before the king. Developing my relationship. She was more uh, concerned about listening uh, when Jesus came um, to their house and, and they began to prepare food. Martha was, the Bible says she was encumbered with a lot of things, with stuff. She was concerned about doing good works than being good. She was concerned about working for the master, then sitting at the master's feet and listening to the master. So which one is more important to you, working for the master or sitting at the master's feet and listening to the master? Going back to the book of Esther in the second chapter there, when the king was listening uh, or when the king was calling out for uh, another queen, and, and and this is what God is saying to us today. The king is calling for you and I to come in his presence. And he desires, uh, he, he's requesting us. He wants us. He's calling out to us. He's calling out to us as a wife. He's calling out to us as a mother. He's calling out to us as a single woman. He's calling out to us uh, if you're in whatever your state is. God, the Father, is calling out to you, and he desires you. He desires you to come before him. He wants you and I to listen uh, to him. Let us choose the best part like Mary did. Mary chose the best part, and the Bible says it will not be taken away from her. So, so ladies, I encourage you, choose the best part. Choose the part that will bring glory and honor to the Father. Cultivate the inner beauty. Cultivate being the woman of God that God has called you to be. I pray that you heard an encouraging word today that that will encourage you to be the woman of God, the wife, the mother, uh, whatever your state is in society, whatever your state of heart is, be the woman of God that God has called you to be. Remember our broadcast for tomorrow, which is at 1 p.m., the master key with Dr. McKenzie releasing releasing, uh, I'm sorry, unlocking and liberating the real you. Uh, And then on Saturday, uh, which is our supernatural, uh, releasing the supernatural, we have the uh, prophetic teams that will be in place to minister unto you. Remember the website. Go to the website so you can complete the uh, prayer request form. And you complete that, and then we will receive that so we can be able to minister unto you and give you the word of the Lord that God has for you. We want to be a blessing to you. Tell someone about the broadcast so they can be blessed. They can receive a word from God. Remember, one word from God will change your life. I believe that's today because one word from God has brought about change in your life. So encourage somebody else um, to listen to the broadcast. We pray that you are blessed today. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day.